Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on podcasts and youtube.com slash Capri every single Monday. Patrons get it first. Thank you guys for subscribing, hitting the like button, leaving a comment. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Hey, sometime, like lately... He hasn't quite hit like that good. I don't know what happened, man. I'm feeling good. Hopefully you guys are great. I am. We're ready to go, man. Uh, let's see. What do we want to do first? If you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have Sweet Hangs with a stranger or, in this case, a friend from the internet. We talk about life and video games. And if you want to be on the show, if you just want to tweet at me, you can go ahead and do that. At Sean Capri. Sean like Connery. Capri like the pants. Weeks remain, you guys. Weeks remain. What did... Oh, my gosh. I just got a notification that Link fell asleep a couple of moments ago. I thought I was in the clear. <laughs> it looks like he fell asleep a little early. So there you go. Just as I get my scream, um, hopefully he's hopefully he can go back to bed. He's a good sleeper. He's actually... We're very lucky. Lincoln is a very good sleeper. But I'm jinxing myself even more. Hopefully, you guys are doing good. I've got lots to talk about before we get into my chat with the... Josh Borboni from PSVG and the Board with Video Games podcast. All the links are there in the show notes for you guys to check out. Lots to talk about, man, as we turn the corner. Um, as you guys listen to this, we're damn near a month away from Christmas if you celebrate, gift-giving time if you celebrate, whatever it is, at least for me, we're there. And also, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving in advance. Happy uh, early Thanksgiving to my American brethren. I am... Um, I hope, hopefully it's okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and adopt this. Uh, I don't know that we're, we're not going to do any like turkey or anything. I just like that. It's like the official kickoff to, uh, to Christmas and to the holiday season. That's where I'm at, man. I'm a little, uh, I gotta say, I, I'm a little out of breath because, um, I've been letting myself go a little bit <laughs> lately. We've been celebrating my daughter's third birthday over the last like eight days or so. And uh, there's a lot of cake around. There's a lot of cookies around. There's not a lot of activity around. But you know what, man? I'm just letting myself be okay with it. I think I talked. I don't know if I said this last week or if it was just on the pants podcast. I'm just being trying to be kind to myself. I know I'll get I'll get back on it, man. It's okay. I've got my sweatpants to carry me through. And honestly, like life is life is good. I've, I've been dealing with some headaches. And as I crack my neck a little bit just to try and Help that. I don't know if that's good or bad. That's got to be not good, right? That I need to like crack my neck to kind of like loosen things up a little bit. I need to stretch a little bit more. I need the activity. This is, I, I, I'm kind of a wuss, but I also feel like it's a good, it's a good thing. This is me putting my uh, Sally Shawnshine spin on things that, um, I get like sore and my body breaks down really quickly, but it's actually like a nice sign that's like, maybe you take better care of yourself before things get really out of hand. So, so there's that. Kind of like back in the day when I was uh, smoking the cigarettes. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't get up a, a flight of stairs, so I, I had to quit. Um, you know, because I couldn't I couldn't not breathe at the top of the stairs. So, uh, yeah, get rid of that. Save all the money. And I got healthy. So there you go. What do I want to talk to you guys about? I had, um, I just submitted, this is a big deal. I, I hit a, a big milestone, a big uh, deliverable in the family. I submitted my Christmas wish list to the family uh, by email. And now all those items are off my list. I cannot be buying anything that I have sent. I can't go because like that's, that can't be good. You ask for all these things and uh, then you go buy them for yourself. So so that's where we're at. I'm locked in. There are certain things that I am not buying between now and, and Christmas. Maybe Boxing Day sale, maybe in Canada. The day after Christmas is Boxing Day for for those of you guys who don't know. Is it is it the same same in, in the UK? Is that is that the case? Is, is Boxing Day somewhere else? Is it a Commonwealth thing? Is it a Canada thing? I'm not sure. I feel like I probably ask that every single year. So um, so yeah, those items are off the list now. I knew that this day was coming. And also, does it seem weird that 
like Black Friday started like three weeks early. <laughs> it seemed like we've had Black Friday sales for a long time. Uh, I'm loving on Twitter and on you know, on Discord and everything. Everybody's sharing what they're getting, uh, sharing deals like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was half off. So I may have picked that up. I went and treated myself to a couple controllers, the Forza Horizon 5, beautiful Xbox controller and the 20th anniversary controller. What else, man? Like too many things. These are all those, by the way, both of those would be excellent Um Christmas present. I was gonna say birthday, not my birthday. It's uh, it's Jesus's birthday, actually. And we all get the presents. So uh, I, I thought like, I don't want to miss out on it, you know, especially like it seemed like they were limited in quant in quantity. So I, I may have may pick myself up a couple treats, if that's okay with you guys. So I'm all set. I've got a whole bunch of comics. I got a whole bunch of things on the wish list. So it's all very cool. Um, and like I said, we kind of spent the last couple of days, really like eight days celebrating Ellie's third birthday. Uh, the last step of that was actually what I just stepped away from for a moment ago. Chelsea put together and I, I actually helped a little bit, uh, but she did, as always, most of the work. But the kids each have like their own kind of A-frame tent and they picked a they picked their favorite Pokemon that they wanted it themed after. So I think Ellie's is Squirtle and Lincoln's is Eevee. So we got a blue, a blue tent and a, and a brown tent. And they're upstairs watching Chelsea play the new Pokemon game. Um, man, there's so much to tell here. I might actually leave that story, the Pokemon story. I might, I might leave that for the Nintendo drive. So how's that for a little like comic crossover? Like, okay, I'll give you a little teaser. You guys go check out the other podcast I do, the Nintendo drive with the wonderful console Kato. Uh, I'll tell that story on that, on that end over there. Cause man. Pokemon taking over. I told you guys this was the year of Pokemon. We're here. We finally have it. We have, I bought the, the diamond pearl. Damn it. We did both of them. <laughs> what the hell am I even say? Save that for the Nintendo drive where Kato can at least uh, keep me on track. Let's see. I think that's it. I think that's all I want to talk to you. Oh, we did it. We, yeah. I mean, this is embarrassing. We, we went to a, <laughs> we went to a, we rented out a pool for the family and some close friends to uh, celebrate Ellie's birthday. And this is just me kind of like being kind to myself. I'm just like, I'm just embracing the dad bod. We've all got it. Whatever, man. And uh, and, and it was all good. It wasn't the end of the world. I was a little, to be honest with you, I was a little self-conscious, but I was a little a little worried. But like, who, what am I to be worried about? It's my family. What, who cares? So yeah, got my got my biggest old swimming trunks. And we and, and the best part was Ellie and, and Lincoln and all the kids, everybody had an awesome time. And I really feel like I just wanted to, I wanted to share it. I wanted to make a note of it because um, I don't know, man, I just... I felt like I really even noticed in the moment. I'm like, I'm really enjoying myself. I'm really having a good time. There's a lot of things that could have just ruined that day for me because my my brain is stupid. And I decided that, you know what, man, we're just, I'm seeing the smiles on the kids' faces. Everybody's having a good time. And everybody probably, I don't know if this is a fair thing to say. I bet everybody's probably feeling the same way, you know, going to a swimming pool. You know, you hit a certain age and you get a little self-conscious or maybe not. In which case, I'm with you guys. If you're... <laughs> you're just like whatever this is it love me or or whatever this is this is what i look like so there you go nice little uh self-body love for the start of the podcast i want to get into my chat with josh borboni who i've wanted to have on this show for quite a long time actually like even probably further back than 2019 but especially in 2019 when i first met him in real life at extra life in rome new york um, where I just discovered, like, he actually reminds me of, uh, of like a, a friend I had in, we call it junior high. I think many of you would call it middle school, like somewhere around like grade eight, grade nine. 
Um, and he is just a he's just a lovable guy, man. I'm so glad that he's on the show. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at Josh Bones. And he's dedicated himself twice to the Phoenix Overdrive team, along with many, many others. He was there just this last year, like a couple of weeks ago. And we're still sort of in this like celebration mode. I know Extra Life might be in the rearview mirror for a lot of you guys, but it was it was really special. I feel like it was just yesterday. And I wanted to have Josh on for a number of reasons, but also, and I'll get to this in the in the podcast, Josh gave me a very wonderful and very special gift um, in Rome, a box full of overpower cards, which was a collectible card game featuring Marvel characters. This was really like my, this is what I was into big time when I was a kid. I wasn't really into comics. I saw all my other friends kind of getting into comics and stuff, but we, we collected cards and this was... Um, I still have them. I still have all the cards that I had as a kid. And in recent years, I've kind of gone onto eBay and collected a little bit more. I'm almost done my full set. And then Josh shows up with a big old box of stuff. And I'll be damned, dude. Like, not even like like a lot of stuff I really needed. So I think we get into it on the show. So please enjoy our conversation here. Please support Josh. Go follow him on Twitter. Josh Bones. Listen to his podcast, Bored with Video Games. I'll, I'll see you at the other end of, of this conversation. So here he is, Josh Borboni. Yeah, I just updated Windows 11, so everything is all wonky. Ooh, do you like it or do you want to go back? Uh, I'll get used to it. They yeah, really kind of messed with the feng shui of the toolbar for me, where it's all centered now. Mm -hmm. I did it on my laptop, and I'm realizing I haven't done it on my PC yet. And I think I only did it on my laptop because it it almost like made me. Like, that notification was not going to go anywhere. I didn't know how to shut it off. Yes, it was just, I know. <laughs> Same thing I, every time I, I, I guess I'll update. <laughs> But I'm just on my, yeah, it's on my, I, I wasn't even going to do it on my laptop. Um, cause it, this is actually like, this is my, um, primary podcasting device actually, as it turns out, this is my Xbox oh. drive and PlayStation drive studio. Nice. <laughs> and I've got my desktop here, which I don't know if I even need, like if I was really smart, I would actually sell this thing and just run like this thing off of, a um, like a docking station or something. Yeah, but I also don't know how streaming will go now that I say that. Like, really, I've got like a podcast once a week and then a stream once a week that necessitates this PC that I've got, and I don't know if that really adds up to be honest with you. Do you game on your laptop or your PC? No, neither. I, I oh, neither. yeah, not like before Series X came out, I was starting to game a little bit more on PC. Like, I was playing games like Division and for at least a hot second, like a little bit of Destiny on PC because yeah. it was just that much like your 60 frames on both of those actually even compared to the one X even though it was the most powerful console ever made like my my measly 1070 Ti seemed to do a little better than that but now here we are with the Series X and it's like I don't I don't know it's just that much more comfortable too and I like to sit in my old man chair you know yeah. and just kind of sit back <laughs> we're getting yeah. into the point of the year where I'm completely out of shape and working too much and my my body's breaking down and I just shoveled outside for an hour and Ugh, yeah, just, I'm just breaking forward to that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we just got it all at once. Just the, we got the snow warning on all the apps. It was like, heads up, even for yeah. us, this is a lot. So <laughs> be forewarned. But you, how much did you end up getting? I don't know, man. I was sitting there like probably, let me see. Like, I don't know what the, t what the technical measurement was, but like, it was almost up to my knees. 
like really? on the driveway. And I left it just like, I don't, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to shovel and then just wake up and get over like, and realize I've got to shovel more in the morning. So I'll just shovel yeah. everything tomorrow and which is today <laughs> yeah. now. And that was a mistake. They couldn't even like yeah. lift it, man. Like it, <laughs> it was so heavy and oh, just terrible. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that at all. But it gives us something to do as as husbands of the house. At least I can contribute to that. You know, can't yeah, do anything I, I, else. I'm useless on everything <laughs> else. At least I can do that. I always have to run home from shoveling at work to come home and shovel at home. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. You yeah. shovel at work? What yeah. do you mean? Well, we have to do all snow removal at the schools, so Oh really? We'll be outside snow blowing and shoveling steps and stuff like that. So I need a snowblower. Uh, I don't even have like a big driveway and I'm like, there's, there's a, a couple of people on the block. They've got snowblowers. I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. Can I just like, like borrow that? Yeah. You know, <laughs> we have a small driveway too, but sometimes knowing. Yeah. Like there's I a better to be way. Like the type of guy who was like, I, I prefer to do it physically. Cause I feel like I'm getting something accomplished. Yeah. And now I'm just to the point where I'm like, no, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's get this. Let's get the snowblower out. I'm, I'm okay without that intrinsic reward. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need to feel important anymore. I just need to get it done. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's so true. It's so, or like like oh, I like to to re- think that I'm getting some sort of like workout out of it. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It seems more like I, I feel like now that I shovel snow, I'm like I'm just like one lift away from you know a serious injury. Like I look at it more like a risk yeah. now, more than yeah. anything. Waiting for that year back to get pulled and then you fall down in the snow and no one oh can find God. you for an hour. <laughs> These are the things like when we say like we're getting older, it's like those are the things that that really we're talking about. Yeah. And the winter months are like pretty, pretty it's amazing that I live here because like the winter months are brutal, man. Like it's it's pitch black at 430 in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> like we get like six hours of sunlight. We're pushing man. that now too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. What was that? Um, Was it Josh Hartnett? I think was in a, a movie about 30 like, days. Right. Yes. Oh, of course. You're the person yeah. I should be talking to yeah. about this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, man. That was a yeah. great. Or if you haven't seen it, Insomnia with uh, Robin Williams in. Oh, um, not forever. Uh, wow, Scarface, Al Pacino, that, and that really focuses on the 24 hours of nighttime and daytime stuff. Mm. We should we should do something yeah. like that and tie that into the extra life stuff that we do. Like we should have some sort of like 24 hour. Like we just kind of like play games, but there's got to be something that we could. I don't know, some sort of... We like can giant. fly to Alaska and do it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to pick whether we want sun or darkness for That's our true. We could fly to Alaska. Yeah, well, not only do 24 hours of, of game... I mean, like, we wouldn't know the difference anyways. The one thing that would happen right. is... Remember that point in time in the day where, like, the sun was just, like, terrible for us? It was coming through the yeah. window and they like, yeah. couldn't put the shades down or anything. It's like, we wouldn't have to deal with that. You know? Nobody likes the sun. Yeah. We just want to, Mr. Burns blocked it out anyways. We should just get rid of it. Yeah, I just got to put black, black out on the windows. Why did he, <laughs> exactly, we'll bring paint next time. Yeah. <laughs> How did you do after it was all said and done? Like you and you and Kevin are like, you guys seem pretty steady throughout the 24 hours, but like, I don't know about you, but, and maybe it was traveling back home, but I felt yeah. like pretty wrecked to be honest with you after that. We traveled back. It was rough. Uh, yeah, you drove at first back. for both of us, and then we stopped at a rest stop. And then, it, and, and Kevin didn't want to hand over the steering wheel, and Kevin had a rougher drive. Yeah, um, and it really rough, was rough on me because I kept worrying about Kevin falling asleep. But <laughs> they got the wheel. Uh, I really caught like a, another wind. Yeah, um, and then I, knowing when I came home that my wife works twelve-hour shifts on Sunday, so knowing when I came home. 
it was just going to be oh. me and my son. I <laughs> yeah. knew like I had to just get, and then I recorded my podcast at 8 p.m. that night. Josh, what the um, heck? I know, but I had Monday off, but also it was just me and my son Monday, so I yeah. didn't really have it off. <laughs> uh, I just pushed through. I kind of got my, like, I think it, I described it as my like fifth wind before recording the podcast. Because <laughs> there was a point where I was on the couch and I just remember hearing my son go, Daddy! And he, we watched Bluey, and on Bluey there's a thing when the dad pretends to be asleep to daughters yell spider. So he's going, spider! Yes. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm awake, I'm awake. Yeah, I was totally playing. That's the game I was playing. for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's yeah. fine, though. But otherwise it was good, it was good. But you had a lot of traveling to do more than I did, so. Yeah, but I don't know. There's, there's, I don't know about that. I Well, you're, that is true, but there is like some some alone time as well. So for me, it was mostly just that I didn't think I was going to get my COVID results back yet for my test. Oh yeah. That's like, right. I was, I was on the train leaving Rome and I realized like, it's been a little while here. Like I know that they can't get it like immediately. They didn't say it was going to be rapid test. Um, so I yeah. called them up and I was like, I don't have these results back. And they're like, Oh, it looks like we didn't take your phone number and it's a text like system. And so, uh, which is supposed to be automated. Like there's not supposed to be eyes on it, I guess, or anything. And so they're like, okay, well you can come in and, and pick up your results. And I'm like, I'm at the, like the train I'm on, like I am, I am four feet away from the tracks. <laughs> and in a moment, this train is going to come. It's not going to care who gets on and who gets off. And it's just going to continue on. And this is my only, like my only opportunity to get out of the city and head back home. Yeah. And so, yeah, I had to sort of persuade them to, to email it to me. And I don't know if putting it out there in podcast form is, is good or not. Cause they're really not supposed to do that. They're like, please don't tell anybody <laughs> we're really not supposed to do this. And I'm like, thank you. Cause I want, I need to get home. Not just like for many reasons, but primarily just so that, you know, my wife doesn't leave me because I stayed in it for a day or two. Like I, yeah. there's no way I could do that to her, you know, it would be yeah. inconvenient. It would be expensive. It would be a lot of things, but like, yeah, the wrath of, um, you know, I don't want to ever take advantage of how, how good Chelsea is to take care of the kids for that long, you know, and to allow me to do this sort of thing. That was the first thing that ran through my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree because we're not like even me leaving just with having one kid, it's still a big, uh, strain on my wife mm-hmm. as well. And I'm just very fortunate like that. She lets me do that. Yeah. Um, and I, like the first year we did it, I had to do a lot of bargaining. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this year I didn't have to, and it was great because like, she knows how important it is. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad you and Kevin joined the Phoenix Overdrive kind of effort. You know, it's not exactly yes, in your backyards. Like, it's still a trek for you guys, and you could do other things. And so, you know, now it's twice. Yeah, a- we tried it last year, and, and it was nice to do PSVG together. But, you know, we weren't together. And yeah. I think that's a big, the biggest trip part of that drive mm-hmm. is the togetherness part. Yeah. I mean, I was always I was surprised to see you guys the first time. And I don't know why. Maybe it was just because you guys did it on your own last year that I was like, oh, you guys are coming back to this. Like, that was really... That was really awesome. And I'm so glad that we get to do this tonight because I, I, I didn't know at what point I was going to do this. But the one thing I, if nothing else, Josh, I just wanted to thank you once again for the overpowered stuff, man. Like, no, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know that it was probably like, oh, I've got these extra stuff and Sean probably likes this stuff and whatever. But like, it was like the sweetest thing, man. It was so nice. And I, I've told well, my parents you. about it and I can't stop thinking about it. I absolutely, I'm not done sorting them, by the way. There's still yeah. work to be done, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was so sweet for so many reasons. Like I just, I don't know. That was such a, 
such a pivotal time in my life. Like such a, I, I have such fond Same. memories of like that, like, I don't know, early nineties, mid nineties kind of thing. And just yeah. like opening those cards, like everything that comes along with it, uh, playing with my friends is one thing, but also, you know, we didn't have a ton of money to just like go buy stuff. So when my parents yeah. would take us to go to the shop and we would get like a booster pack or two, and it's like, holy crap, that was such a big deal. So yeah. then to have like be bestowed upon like this, this gigantic box of things where even yeah. later in life to buy a box for myself and, you know, continue the collection. It's just like, it brought it all back, man. So it was a very, very thoughtful gesture and I really appreciate it. Well, that's awesome. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you appreciate like appreciate it. I knew you would. Cause I think it was like t- a year and a half ago on Twitch, you were doing something and I was like, I was participating, but you were talking about overpower and I kept going like, dude, I want to send you these cards. <laughs> Let me send you these cards. They're heavy and, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, like uh, they've just been sitting in a box. I have like, I have behind my door over here, I have like two boxes full of um, the old Marvel collectible cards. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those? Yep. And like um, DC and image cards. And um, my dad put them away in the basement along with like all of our figures and yeah. wrestling guys and stuff. And we went through them all and I was blown away that overpower was still in there. Cause I tried to recapture the magic of overpower when they released that versus system game, Yeah, which is kind of similar to it, but not quite how I remember playing in my kitchen table with my neighbor yeah, and same. collecting all these cards. So I was like, I was like, and you were the first person I heard that really got it from yeah. people I talked to. And so I actually, I showed my wife, I was like, look, I was like, Sean went out of his way, even just to send me a little video on, <laughs> on uh, Twitter. And like, I was like, and I, and I was like, I was like, I'm so glad that like you appreciated it because like really they either would have gone to like a hobby shop that totally. would give me pennies or they would have went away. And, and she's like, well, send them all the DC ones that you have. And I was like, well, if you want some, I'll send them. <laughs> so it was, I have like all another half a box of DC ones. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it is about collecting or just, I don't know, like maybe it is the nostalgia part of it, but there's it's just some things click. And like I wasn't into comics. Like this is my sort of like I'm in a renaissance period with this, some yeah, of this stuff. Are. Like I'm just kind of, I'm doing a lot of catch up, which is great because, you know, especially when I think about like video games, as we've played all like many of the games that are you know foundational to our gaming experience now we're just left to maybe once or twice a year play an older game but for the most part we're playing what's coming out and what's new and some are great and some are stinkers so that's it's a different space to be in then let's say somebody like uh sometimes we get a question on the nintendo drive like i just got a switch what should i play it's like holy crap like you can play all these things like the culmination of the last four or five years or whatever it's been and i feel the same way with comics right now, like I've missed out on a bunch of stuff I got from the library, got like this infinity gauntlet, which everybody knows the story of, but yeah, like this is just, I don't know. so cool. And I don't really have time for any of it, but here I am just like, you know, and and I'm (laughs) step away from diving into anime at some point or board games. Like you've got, like your collection is very impressive by the way. Well, yeah, that's yeah. That closet door behind me is also full of like 300 board games. (gasps) 300 (laughs) really more, 300 more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How many are behind you? We don't have room. (laughs) Oh my God. That's the thing. That's not like comics or cards. Like those things take up serious space. They take up a lot of space. Uh, Unfortunately, they kind of warp in humidity. So I always worry about summers. Uh, 
But yeah, comics has always been a big thing too, and I'm 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 excited that you're getting into them. I'm excited to see the Fluxtapose guys continue reading comics because mm-hmm. it is another. It's a new renaissance for comics because, um, like we've both lived through the the life and death of comics yeah. and the rebirth of comics, yep. and um, I know you're reading a bunch of stuff, and and you can read Infinity Gauntlet, and you can read. Uh, there's so much more in it than you saw in the films, mm-hmm. and dude, like right at the beginning, up, like, I was like, yeah. "It's not supposed to start like this." Like, what the? <laughs> and I, I can, I can feel myself um, kind of convert into the person. Like, well, actually, in the comics, like they do it right. this way, and like, where's exactly. Silver Surfer? Like, he's like, <laughs> where is <Yeah>. everybody? <laughs> yeah, and in, in Civil War, I think for me was a pivotal change because oh yeah, that's when I got back into comics, mm-hmm. and it was actually a trial by fire with comics because they really made you, they put you into what comics are, and it's like, well, I'm I'm curious because I know Civil War is going to be a big thing, yeah, but it's also saying like, you start reading Civil War number one, and at the end of it, it's like, uh, the story continues in Captain America number three hundred and sixty-eight, and I'm like. <laughs> So I got to go buy that and I got to go find that. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to be, you have to have your finger on the pulse because those things, they're not easy to find because everyone's doing that now. So like, it's, it's really crazy. So the fact that you can get big, like omnibuses like that Mm -hmm. is really nice now. Um, Because for the collectors at that point, it was pretty hard to fairly recent, the omnibus kind of thing. Like I'm just, I'm just getting into it. So there's, they're, they're everywhere. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've even like some of the, I've got the Todd McFarlane. Uh, Spider-Man as I drop Amiibos. No! Yeah. Uh, hopefully that one's okay. But this is like a, I, I don't know, a, at least a second or third print of this. Yeah. Movie. You know. Yeah, and, and actually, like, I was at the time where I have, when I was getting comics, so I got, I collected every McFarlane individual Spawn because I Did was Did you like, really? I mean, I, I was Spider-Man, sorry. Yeah. Because I was so big into Spawn and I, and then I, someone was like, hey, did you know that he did Hulk and Spider-Man? And I was like, no, I have to own those. So I have his first incredible hulk i have his i first, didn't know he like, did hulk did he really yeah he did hulk too oh, it, damn it, it man one. i was like i've got to get this i've got to get a there's a yeah. venom um some sort of venom omnibus i've got to get my hands on as well like oh my yeah mcfarland essentially created black suit spider-man uh you know or essentially drew the creation of black suit spider-man so um and he created that iconic web design that yeah. was not typical for Spider-Man. That's one of the cool, and that's what I'm loving about this. And I think that's what everybody who's been into comics the whole time, and really like anything. And I want to get into board games and stuff too, because I feel like there's there's the yeah. thing itself which is enjoyable, but like me with pretty much everything, like I like going that next level. I like knowing who makes the video games. I like to know like where the story is there. Even wrestling for me was like. I like knowing that like Chris Jericho was from Winnipeg and like all the people yeah. who came out of, you know, the stampede wrestling, like the the dungeon and everything like is I like knowing that next level. There's just too much. It's hard to keep up with everything, but understanding kind of even just where image comics came from is like a cool yeah. story that I'm like, I'm uncovering as I go along. And um, yeah, just all these names that I'm like, now I've got my, I'm pulling the thread. Just a little bit. I've got yes. just enough. I've always been. I've always been grasping at it, but I finally got just enough and go. Okay, so I've I've got somewhat of a handle on like what Todd McFarlane did. I'm going to follow that for a little bit because I think because he's Canadian, he's from here and everything, and yes. you gotta you gotta support your own. And then I'm like, okay, well, what did Jim Lee do? I'm like, oh, okay, so they were he did everything. Of, yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I and I happen to be in the same room as him at uh, uh, San Diego Comic Con, I think in 2017 or something like that. I didn't know who he was. Wow. 
didn't know he was just talking about like the future of dc i'm like don't know who this guy is don't know why i'm here it was a we the nerdy thing <laughs> might have been 2015 even maybe an early wow, that's great yeah yeah so but i'm in it man like I, this is it now i just gotta you know find a new podcast to do right <laughs> that's what I, I can't just read these things i can't just like watch youtube videos i obviously have to podcast about it yeah i mean it's a great another uh well to dip your pen in is that a good yeah i like analogy? it <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah there's, there's a lot of content for comic books too and uh it's it's a great source of future uh pop culture mm -hmm. and you know current storytelling like comics have evolved so much into like deep story yeah more than just captain america fighting nazis like it's a, it's right. a pretty big change yeah you think that so I I'm I guess I'm a little unaware of like the renaissance in comics in general. Like I for me I'm like yeah let's go back and and figure things out. Yeah. Are you saying like that it is is it is is it the movies that are is doing this is it is are they really coming back like what's going on there? I mean MCU helped a little bit. Yeah, um, uh, comics really died li literally at the death of Superman, uh, mm. and also at the like the invention of spin-off comics where people just felt like they couldn't keep up yeah. anymore yeah especially if they just wanted to read superman they're like well i don't want to have to follow eight other comic series right i just want to read this story so yeah um, that's always how i, I think felt it, like no yeah. matter it obviously got to it's a point tough. that people like kind of spun off of it pardon the pun yeah but like it was always like that, that was always the case for me it didn't understand yep. how to do that so yeah, and they kind of died out when these bad movies started coming out. I will say mm. probably the start of like Batman Forever, that yeah. like era, yep. like 1998 or something. Um, they kind of died because we got the bad Fantastic Four movies, we got mm -hmm. the bad Batman movies, and and people just were like comic book sick. And, I, and it'll probably happen again. I think yeah. you kind of see it with um, what you call like people who would use quotes and then say filmmaker and then unquote. Like right. They're sick of MCU. Um, but we're also now in a world where we have Robert Kirkman and Brian K. Vaughn, these people who wrote Walking Dead and Outcasts. Those are like Outcasts is not only a um probably a not well known Robert Kirkman comic, but it's probably even lesser known Robert Kirkman TV series that was on Cinemax. Oh wow. That is about about um um, Patrick Fugit, the kid from Almost Famous and dealing with exorcisms, and it's a horror show, and it's very good. Oh, really? But nobody knows about this. And the comic is very good, and it's scary, and it's dark, and you have, like, Saga that I know you yes. picked up, like, started, mm -hmm. and um, The Boys, which is a comic I read 10 years ago, is now, like, one of the biggest shows ever, no and doubt. Invincible is mm -hmm. an animated show now, and um, why the last man all this stuff like it's just everywhere now because they finally realize it's not just superheroes mm -hmm. even the movie red with bruce willis and morgan freeman is based on a comic a dc which comic which one red where they're um oh Pitman. yeah oh yeah dang dude that's it's based on a comic oh like, i didn't people know that yeah dc vertigo comic a lot of people don't know these things and i think that's good because yeah. i think there's a per certain like portion of people who wouldn't even go see it if they just kind of heard yeah oh what wait it's based on a comic no thank you mm -hmm. uh, even like we wouldn't have hellboy and we would have yeah. all these incredible films too 
Um, so yeah, you are to look at Hellboy and not wonder if that's a comic. Like that's just like an obvious I know. one. Right? I know, right? <laughs> Do you think yeah. that we'll ever get that get there with like video games, where it's just like, oh, because there's just such a huge, I mean, depth of of video game stories to be told. I, I feel like yeah. they're trying to do that, but also like all those things that you just mentioned. I don't know if they were huge in comics, but it, I don't know if they were. Like it's not like they kind of led sure. with like Red. It, it sounded like DC Vertigo. Is that what you said? Like yeah, and also just, like R.I.P.D. with Ryan Reynolds and uh, right. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Right. Yeah, so the these dude. are the biggest of comics. It's not like they're, <laughs> yeah, they're not with big. Halo or like you're going to know Halo comes from video games. Even if you're not yeah. into video games, it transcends. So there's but there's other things out there. I feel like there's other stories that have been told in video games that could that could shift on into movies. And I, I think that in order for it to make that transition and not have the video game stigma, you kind of have to go like, well, nobody knows it's a video game. But like there's enough of a core yes. there for the story to really shift over. You have to separate yourself. You're like I think the studios don't understand is that we will know it's a video game. Right. So they don't have to market it as a video game. Right. They just have to sell the movie. So mm. I don't remember the trailer for Uncharted as far as like text. And I don't know if it says like based on the um, best selling video game. It doesn't have to say that. Yeah. I feel like they would do that anyways. But uh, people are going to go scene, see Uncharted the and not the movie. know that. The opening scene in the movie actually asks if uh, asks you to look up and then look down and then asks if your controls are uh, if, you, if they're correct. That's the first. That's yeah. the opening scene. <laughs> and if it's blurry, take it out. Blow, blow all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Drake. Yeah, asked people for a will hint see Uncharted and not know that it's a video game movie. Like, I think you might be they, right. Yeah, they can judge that based off of. They're going to say, "Well, there's people who say it's a bad Indiana Jones." Yeah, you know, people say they loved it. People are going to see The Last of Us on HBO and not realize it's based off of a video game. That's true. And I think that's where we're coming to is um, having like we got to separate the descriptors. Mm-hmm. And and I don't, you know, the problem is that studios aren't fans. Yeah. So they're they're trying to sell it in their minds the only way they know how to make money. But uh, I don't know. I don't think with HBO we're going to have to worry about them pushing. Um, the video game as the premise. Yeah. It's just going to be a nice story, but that's a different experience of a film. I feel like The Walking uh, Dead, a lot of people would have been surprised to learn that it was a comic. Like probably one of the most popular things on the planet, at least at one point. I think some yeah. people might have been surprised to to learn that that thing and is still How much still it diverges going. from the comic. Yeah, well, I, and it, I think it's a Game of Thrones situation as well, right? They, where they kind of had to. Like it, they went beyond where they where where they were at the comics. I can't. I don't know enough. A to bit, make. a bit, yeah. They did. They did decide in like in the early seasons to mess with um, some character deaths to keep mm. people on their toes. I right. did largely follow the story, but it really, um, you know, it, it's like still around in the comic. Yeah, he's around a lot longer, <laughs> and more stuff happens to Rick than you would expect. Um. So See, there's that, a lot that, that that's, does. That's different. one that I would like to read. It's like it seems too much at this point. Like I, I think about the actual collection of it, and it's like, yeah, that is that would be like I would need a shelving situation. Like I mean, I guess I have one behind me, but like I would dedicate a giant volume of space here to just The Walking Dead. Yeah, they have like four volumes out now, and they're about this thick. They're each. big, uh, and I have three of them. I didn't get the fourth one yet, um, but. Uh, the comics are well. They couldn't do the comic on TV because of how dark and gritty the comic is. That's saying uh, a lot. So the TV a, show is dark and gritty, man. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot there's a lot of uh, more intense and and different things that happen in that comic that they yeah. 
when when I knew it was becoming a show, the first thing I thought was like, how are they going to do this one scene? Hmm. And and it's uh, with between the governor and Michonne, and it really solidifies the governor as like maybe the worst human being ever to live. Yeah, and they never really quite got to that in the show, and hmm. I know why because people would be turned off. Right, and you wouldn't want to watch it anymore. So Again, like that's, I get that. I gotta, I gotta find out what that is. And I mean, like even as, even as I say the words, I don't think I want to get into The Walking Dead because it's too much. Like there's too much yeah. there. I want to do it. Like <laughs> I totally want to. I like the style of yeah. it. I, I think just even, even Robert Kirkman, I think is a fascinating dude. And I think his journey would be one that I would like to kind of read more about and learn more about. I think just, yeah, you know where he's come from and what he ended. Just, just the style too of. He just had this idea and I, 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 it would never have happened with like Marvel or DC. You know, he no. needed, he needed no. like an independent path to be able to just kind of go with it and really go to those kind of weird dark places and do zombies in a, cause didn't he do zombies? Was that you who was just telling me this? He did zombies for like Marvel zombies. He, he, um, I didn't tell you that, but, uh, he did, um, work, um, uh, as, um, I don't want to say an expert, but he worked as like, uh, oversaw the creation of the series and, Interesting. and like they used him for like would this person do this and how would this person like, oh wow yeah and there's also a crazy story that i can't i don't know if it's true or not so i won't comment on that but about how he originally intended ending the walking dead which i'll let people look into but he also oh, i want to know person, i want to <laughs> he's also the type of person who was like um he he would always say like I don't have an end for yeah. The Walking Dead, and then he just he nobody knew, and then he just tweeted like or posted like next week is the last issue of Walking Dead, and people lost their minds because they're still just reading the series, expecting it to go on, and all mm -hmm. of a sudden he's like, hey, we're done, you know. He but he didn't get to the end he wanted. Did he actually um, end it? Is it over? I don't even know if that. Yeah, Walking Dead ended two years ago. Okay, okay. We does a comic called Oblivion Song now, which is very good. I actually have an autographed first issue of Oblivion Song from him. Did you get um, him to sign it, or did you buy it from someone? No, else? I got it off a podcast. I want. Yeah. I want it off a podcast. Oh, that's um, awesome. Luckily, um, so I have that, and he's writing. Um, shoot, what else is he writing right now? He's writing something else right now. I feel like I just start. saw his name coming up on something else too. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's still all over the place. That's awesome, man. Like there's just, and again, I don't know when we're supposed to do any of this stuff. Like, are you keeping up with what's falling behind as you kind of like, you've got all the podcasts, you've got the, you got the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what's some of the more regrettable things that are falling behind as we all just try to keep up with life and everything? Well, I, if we're going to to keep in our comics quickly, I was reading the Horizon comics that mm -hmm. ended. It had a, a very short run, so I got all the variant covers and um, and just to collect them all. And then I was like, you know, I really should get back into comics because yeah. at our local store, you have a subscription box. And I was like, well, I subbed for Horizon. Now I have nothing. Yeah. So I emailed them and I was like, hey, listen, I know uh, King Spawn is coming out. Yeah. I want to get King Spawn and I want to start a series in marvel at number one that mm -hmm. you guys can tell me like i can start at one and it's gonna run for a while yeah so they hooked me up with web of spider-man so i have king spawn and web of spider-men i think it's called yeah 
um, to read, and they're just sitting in my bed, in my nightstand. I haven't touched them. <laughs> they're just just sitting in the bag. That's a great way to go about even just like calling up a comic shop and just like you don't know what to what there is and like just. But I like your criteria there. Like I just wanted Marvel. I want something Marvel. I want something number one. Like pop it in there and just and just yeah. go. I feel like sometimes it can be hard, especially for me who doesn't know a whole. I know just enough to to make a fool out of myself. I think. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't generally know if I go into a comic store, I go like, I ask like, what are you reading? You know, sometimes I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that. And that gives me some, some interesting things to look at, but otherwise I wouldn't know how to start a single issue kind of subscription kind of thing. Yeah. You just want to single out what you're interested in and in a good comic shop, uh, we'll, we'll give you like, if you call and said like, Hey, or went in and it was like, I, you know, I don't want superhero, but I want an intriguing yeah. story that, you know, they'll put you onto something They're mm. they're, they're really good with that. Um, I don't know. As far as everything else, like this past Friday, the 12th of November, like a hundred movies and TV shows dropped. And I was like, I don't know how to keep up with this. Yeah. I, I don't get too much time to watch. I'm either watching something or playing something and that's yeah. it. And it's mm -hmm. after work, the one to three hours before bedtime, depending on if I want to really lose sleep or yeah, not. ruin your next day. Totally. Yeah, and then on top of that, I I'd use my PS Plus subscription to get my six months of Apple TV. So now Ooh. I have like seven more shows I want to watch. Dude, it's a huge reason why I haven't uh, claimed that actually. And it's it's yeah. I was just talking a bad bit about this. Like, it's a huge reason I don't have a PS Five. It's just to like, just I don't even have the choice. Like, I don't even want to look yeah. at all the stuff on there. And I every time I hear something's on like Apple Plus or whatever else, it's like I just. I, I I immediately erase it from my mind. I I can't think about it anymore because I yeah. I have a huge amount of I don't know if, like people will call it FOMO. I don't know if I'm I don't feel like I'm missing out on something. I just want to watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why in my mind it's different. Yeah. It's not the it's not always like that. Everybody else is talking about or everybody else is over there having a good time with this thing. I just like well that looks like something I would enjoy. I just want to experience it. I don't know. I just want to watch it. Yeah, it's your interest. Level. Yeah. Yeah. So I started Mythic Quest because that was the first show I wanted to watch, which is about game design. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Show. Well, actually, the, it's written by Charlie Day and Rob McElhenney from um, oh, sunny. It's Always Sunny. Yeah. So I expected that. I expected raunchiness. And I actually just recommended it on the show uh, the other night because it's so much more. It's like heartfelt. It's funny. It, it has a. Uh, Part episodes that don't even feel like they're part of the main show. In fact, my wife was like, "Is this the same show that we just watched an episode oh, of wow. ten minutes ago?" Because they they one episode or two episodes a season, they take it in a different direction and it's mm -hmm. very like dramatic. And uh, so far, it's incredible. But um, I mean, I have quest, such man, a, like, I should have. I, I literally list. I had a pad of paper that I was like, I know I'm going to be getting some like. <laughs> thing you're gonna be dropping some stuff and i just like well, you, you know, just i'll just discord you anything you want me to well make, like, remind I, you of <laughs> the thing is though i would be i wouldn't be like very good at like the conversational side of this thing because i just be like josh can you say that oh, again sure, just sure. for a second because i was just like i just need to write this part down i'm just gonna have to like yeah. re-listen but this is the one thing when i was listening to you guys do a decade of horror and really anytime you get on the mic and then you just kind of like you and lucas or donnie or whoever it is like you just like you lay down recommendations and it's like, mm. I'm such a person, I like to, people make fun of me. I like to have my list. I want to have my to-do list or a Google Doc or something to go like, okay, that all sounds like a really good, or or a wish list. Like put it all yeah. onto something I can check off later and 
pick up, but I'm going to have to like re-listen to this afterwards and basically do that myself. But I would want it in yeah. the show notes for people too. Yeah, it's not going to happen. People are checking the show notes now. Like, did he ever get to this? Like, no, that's, uh, <laughs> we're just talking about things that we like to get to. And I am not right. <laughs> putting right. it in the show notes. The whole, the whole internet is just full of a bunch of dudes talking about what they want to watch and read. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, I know. It's I get so it. sad. It's so sad, right? <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's it's nice to get recommendations and stuff. Um, yeah. I mostly kid. But uh, I mean, that's kind of like, that's the running joke among pod, amongst podcasters is like self-deprecation. Like, Big time. Like, oh, like, uh, no one likes to listen to this. And uh, it's just a bunch of white dudes. And like, I'm like, that's, I mean, it's not true, but it's funny to joke about. <laughs> no doubt. It's uh, well, on the other side of it, that's the obvious, you know, is that if we weren't, we, we would have maybe at least a little bit more time, at least an hour or a couple more hours a week if we just didn't podcast, but we feel compelled yeah. that we have yeah. to, you know, <laughs> con- consume the entertainment and then, you know, jump on a, jump on a call. But I don't know what it is. I, I, I'd love to have somebody kind of just do a little, I don't know, maybe a Zach Erickson or somebody comes back from their work in psychotherapy and just like, what is, what's going on? What is, why do we do this? Why do we have to, right. you know, turn a hobby into our hobby or, you know, why can't we just, why can't I just read this book? Dude, I, there's literally like books behind me that I'm like, I'm yeah. saving it for the pod. I'm waiting until I have time yeah. to podcast Well, you want to talk to it. people about what you're excited about. And that's like, yeah. podcasting is my outlet. Like yeah. I can talk to my wife and about lots of things um and uh there's just some things that i know she's not interested in she definitely holds things back from me that she knows i'm not interested in Mm -hmm. she could use an outlet too and like if there's like a veterinary a podcast i should let her know about it yeah uh but like i you know i hear people talk about it a lot and i talked to kyle my co-host or he's really the leader of the podcast but um you know we didn't we don't miss uh episodes yeah every sunday i know like clockwork i get to talk to kyle about what i did like enjoy doing or i or i regret not getting to like it's just a great outlet because it goes all the way back to word of mouth right before the internet when you saw a movie in the theater and you loved it and you have to tell your friends about it yes you know, and it's What's the same that? idea, except now everyone gets mad and you spoil something. <laughs> yeah. So you have to say, like, I really like this nondescript movie <laughs> for these nondescript reasons. Well, I will say if you look and I haven't read a movie review in a long time for this reason, but I felt like for a while there and I think maybe I might be calling IGN out on this. I stopped reading movie reviews on IGN because it was like the movie was good here's exactly what happens. And it would kind of like lay out yeah. like well more than just what would be, would be the trailer. It would just lay out the entire story. But there is a, there's definitely a fine balance of like, how do you tell somebody, especially movies or like story driven um, entertainment, like games are, are different. You can talk about like the way it made you feel. You can talk about the, um, like the mechanics of the game or whatever else, like there's might be, or the art of it. I don't know. Yeah. That could be harder to do, I guess, with, with movies. I don't know. But you guys do a good job of it in, Anytime you talk about movies, especially decade of horror. Yeah, I mean that's why we created Dollar Cinemas because yes. we wanted to be able to talk about movies, even current ones, spoiler like spoiler full, but yeah. like yeah. knowing that you you're going into this like podcast adventure knowing that we're gonna spoil either this twenty year old movie or this two month old movie. It really right. depends on what we're covering. So um yeah and and 
I don't know, man. Like it's a different conversation, like it, isn't it? When you can spoil things, it really it is. is. It's totally different. It drives me crazy. If someone spoils something for me, it really does um, drive me nuts because I genuinely like going into a movie blind ish. Yeah. Trailers yeah. are one thing. Like I just watched a Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. Same. Uh, looks great. They didn't show too much. They left enough for you to worry about, like to think about, but mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I, people like, just jumping in discord and not paying attention to or thinking about who's going to read this or yeah like i know people who don't care about spoilers right they either forget about them or they're still able to enjoy a film without spoilers and and that's great i get it i i i'm cool with that because the movie shouldn't suffer based off of getting like a spoiler like Mm -hmm. you find out someone dies or something happens but for me, like I'm totally immersed and yeah. people will say to me like, did you see that plot twist coming? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, I knew it right away. I'm like, okay, cool. But like, I was like in the movie, like I <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah. trying to figure out what was going on. You just called it a plot twist. So obviously <laughs> right. you're acknowledging that this is, yeah. you know, something that probably would catch me by surprise. Um, just trying to experience it as they wanted me to. Yeah. And, and I really enjoyed that. Like I enjoy the experience and, and, uh, or my naive, naivety or whatever, but yeah, um, I enjoy it. I'm like, and it, it is tough to navigate. And you said fear of missing out, and I think fear of spoilers is yeah. another um, draw to me wanting to watch everything. So, if it's something I really want to see, I'm like, I gotta watch it before it's spoiled. Uh, I know that's been a huge. I mean, <laughs> I haven't gone to the theater in a couple of years now, especially with COVID and everything, and, and kids make that yeah. a little bit tougher too. But definitely, you know, there was a time where. That was a huge motivating factor for me to go day one. Wasn't like so much. It was partially the excitement for the thing, but like more so I just didn't want it ruined. So I would go at a time or at a place or with people that I'm like, otherwise, like the only reason I'm doing this is because I just don't want it spoiled. I'm making other sacrifices here. Yeah. Um, I actually, it's funny. My, um, my Twitter timeline has, has been impacted by this because um, I had, man, this is another, like, is it okay to spoil? episode seven at this point spoilers for episode seven seven. (laughs) so episode seven was spoiled for me in a in a tweet that was so short that i couldn't unsee it i couldn't like turn back it wasn't like a lead up it was han dies and it was just like oh it's not true i hope (laughs) it's not true but it i can't like it was such a profound moment for me because i'm like i it, it actually felt like the words were coming off the screen i could feel them going into my eyes and into my brain i could <laughs> feel them just like sinking in and establishing this is a memory i am not getting rid of i'm not gonna not know that thing it was such a slow yeah. motion but instantaneous thing that happened and so the reason i'm telling you about this is because i then went and found a whole bunch of words that could be related to spoilers. They're now muted forever in my timeline. The word like (laughs) dead or dies, which was related to that, that one tweet. That just turns out makes my timeline awesome. Like I don't have any death or anything (laughs) on my timeline at all. There you go. That's like the good, the good Twitter. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's definitely, it has definitely helped, but are you, and I don't want to, I want to talk about it, but I don't want to like ruin the Spider-Man thing. But yeah. like, cause there's a lot of leaks that are happening. Is this kind sure. of what you're getting on? Like the, I don't know. What this, uh, <laughs> how I would, I would argue at this point, Spider-Man has been ruined for everybody. I know. I know. Um, and I did, I did see a tweet. I don't know if it was from like Greg Miller or somebody, but they were like, can you imagine if none of the Spider-Man stuff 
was leaked and yeah. we all just went to the theater and we Thinking saw it was just a Spider-Man these movie. people mm-hmm. and we had no clue they were coming. Yeah. It would have it would have been a totally different movie. It's honestly to the point where like they could just they could just not do trailers for these things. You know, they, I, they could actually like just say there's a, right? Like and but I live No like, trailers, you just see the title of a movie and mm-hmm. you go Okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. In. Sign me up. Yeah, that's in Christmas. <laughs> when does this movie come out? Is this on Christmas Day? This movie, this new Spider-Man. That, one? No, it's December seventeenth. Okay, perfect, man. Ugh. And I, th- I didn't think that I really needed more like comics in my life. I didn't, I didn't think. I thought I was yeah. done with like you know these comic <laughs> book movies, especially. And I was late, very late to the game watching um, the the Tom Holland, Tom Holland, yeah, um, yeah. The, yeah, the new Spider-Man movies. And I am completely in love with this kid and this yeah, MJ so and oh my, it's especially like when you're just like, oh, it's MJ. Oh my gosh. I love it. Like didn't expect it. Didn't even that spoilers for yeah. the damn Spider-Man, but I mean, spoilers. Really. Yeah. She's, she's MJ. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see yeah. that one coming. I just, I just love it. And there's something special about Spider-Man. I don't know what it is. There's so many comic book characters. There's so many superheroes. There's something about Spidey that just like, I don't know. Just gets me, man. Like I'm watching this. When we this started trailer. reading Spider-Man. He was a dumb kid, and we were dumb kids at the same I guess. time. He was very relatable. I yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. There there must. And be he wasn't like even different... a dumb kid. He was just like a dumb kid. He's a like, nerd. He's he very was just, smart. Kid. Yeah, he was just awkward, and it's the girl next door sort of thing, which is very relatable. And yeah. I don't know. Like I think it's his design. It's the like I just think it's very. It shouldn't, it, it's better than it should be. He's a spider man. That sounds like if you really just think about it, it's like that should be pretty lame, really. <laughs> but he's, he's yeah. quirky. Like I like the writing, you know, he's very, um, he's very tragic as well, you know? And I think yeah. that's, that's because I'm trying to break down like why I get emotional when I watch Spider-Man or even see the trailer. I'm like, what is happening right now? Why is this, <laughs> why do I care this much? And I think, yeah, that all comes to light. Like he's, he's taken care of by his aunt and he has this love of his life that, and, and in, different stories he will either be with her or he wants to be and and can't and even if he does he shouldn't and all these things it's like he's it's a very it's a great character and you would just think that you would get that from everybody and maybe other people get that from dr strange or whoever but for me it's spider-man dude it's just something else yeah and and uh not to spoil i won't spoil anything from civil war but really um what this movie is um tackling is a, a one of the biggest parts of civil war where um spoiler uh, ish spoilers for civil war is where spider-man decides to reveal his identity as part of this registration act and mm. it really kind of tackles uh, or this movie looks like it's going to try to tackle this one it's involuntary it looks like right. uh based off the end of the last one but yeah um, what that hap- what happens to his life um, because of that, and and there's different thing. There's something different and big that happens in Civil War that makes him do it, which yeah. I won't spoil. But uh, it's going to bring a whole new depth to the character of Spider-Man too. So we'll see how Tom Holland can handle like that acting because it's going to be a different type of acting this oh, time. I think he can do anything, honestly. Like I'm yeah. actually really looking forward to Uncharted for that reason. There's a lot of reasons why I don't really want to watch uncharted i think yeah marky mark is just like i mean it's not a unique thought but it's got to be the all-time worst casting for a it's character. not a great cast for him <laughs> no like and i and i love him like i i really enjoy him more than i probably should but i this isn't it 
I don't think the only we can see I can see it is because they were like, we got to get five movies out of these guys. So we got to cast them like much younger than they're going to be. Uh, But I get I don't know. I still can't place it. I can't place the timeline like where they supposed to be in their lives. Like was I don't know because we play. (laughs) And the other thing is that we play the games. You know, so we get we we mm-hmm. have that bit of a snobbish like actually in the book it, or actually in the game it does this and yeah so maybe in the end it doesn't really really matter but I we've already kind of fallen in love with those characters um, in the movies and it, I think it matters sometimes when when we have that like translation from either game to movie or comic book to movie like for them to look the part I think is so so important and you got that with like iron man with robert downey jr it's just like this dude is iron man he always has been iron man like he's always more probably tony stark like it just it just works and that i feel like that's what what really helped the mcu is like everybody could see it like oh yeah that's totally it's totally this guy somehow captain america is human torch all at the same time not really i know and they're okay with that (laughs) (laughs) which actually gets chris evans back into the mcu if he wants dude isn't that unreal (laughs) oh man It won't happen, but it would be funny if that happened. Is there a storyline or is there a a character, like a comic? Like, is there something that is is in comics that you would like to see? Maybe we'll keep it to, like, the MCU stuff. Like, who hasn't made it quite yet? Uh, Like, for me, it's Uh, like Silver Surfer. I know he had his moment, but, like, come on. You got to do Silver Surfer a little bit better than... That's well, they actually movie. nailed Silver Surfer in those movies. It's just they the just movie. didn't do yeah. a great job with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, well, did you watch the um, Disney Plus shows? No. At all? No. Okay. So I-, I will say this to you and anyone else who listens like uh, Disney Plus on Disney Plus Day, they released a bunch of um, little short videos and one of them is for marvel and it highlights 2021 for marvel on disney plus which it goes over um short uh arcs of the all the shows they did wandavision um falcon and winter soldier loki Mm -hmm. what if and then they show a preview of hawkeye and then of, of the new shows but this is what i'll say they did something interesting with Disney Plus shows where they actually made them required viewing if you want to know what's going on next year. Oh. That being said, the the show that hits hardest for that is Loki. Um, Loki introduces a character that is going to be the most important character in the Marvel Universe since Thanos. Dude, like this is what I need to hear. Like this is, this is actually how they. Uh, uh, this is what needs to be and, the marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was. I don't want to spoil it, but this person will be responsible for introducing the Fantastic Four and the X Men next year. Oh, what? And I, if I said more, it would be considered a spoiler. But it's not a secret that Fantastic Four. And X-Men are now properties of Disney. Right, because, yeah, the Fox. And they are working on the Fantastic Four. And they are trying and they are working on X-Men. Does this person have a Uh, medical degree? I don't know if this person that that is as big as Thanos. (laughs) This person is a convoluted mess in the history of Marvel Comics. Interesting. Oh, it's fascinating. Um, But he's introduced at the end of the Loki series, which is incredible, by the way. Um, 
I think just the last episode. I could say who it was, and then people would know. I want people to no. I like it. this game. This is super fun for me, actually. Um, and and I have I have actually looked at that whole slew of of content that you just rattled off, and I was like, yeah, I'm good without it. And you yeah. just got me into it big time, dude. <laughs> well, if you just just watch that, it's like 15 minutes. Go on Disney Plus. Find um. It's under like the new stuff. Find the Marvel Disney yeah. Plus Day stuff. It's like a 15 minute video. They literally take you through all the beats of the shows because my dad's big into the Marvel stuff now, but yeah. he started watching WandaVision and what I thought, because they do it by every episode is a different decade of television. Right. I thought like he's going to love it because it's like I love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke sure. and he's and Malcolm in the middle. Like it's so bizarre, but that's the stuff my dad loves. And he's like, I couldn't get into it. Oh. And I'm like, oh man, I was like, that's okay, that's okay. But um WandaVision introduces Sword. Um Captain America and the Winter Soldier introduces the new Captain America and Thunderbolts. Uh Loki introduces this, this guy. person <laughs> that I don't want to say. Um there's so much going on. I was actually blown away with how much they decided to invest in these shows knowing that a lot of people weren't going to watch them Mm -hmm. and how actually integral they're making them to phase four of the mcu um that's true comics though isn't it where it's just like you better this is what you're talking about about. yeah (laughs) (laughs) you have to watch all these things to understand what's going on or you got to go to youtube well the fact that they even have the thing like this is what you need to watch in order to like be ready for like this is your prerequisite list it's like a it's like a curriculum of some sort. Like you need yeah. to. Oh my gosh! Oh, they're I smart know. about it. But, but if I could it. say, if you watch one, you gotta watch Loki. That's the one to Is watch. It? Oh, that's so um, funny. And it really it it works with multiverse. Yeah. Um, which really supports um, the Spider Man movie and the Doctor yeah. Strange movie coming out, directed by uh, Sam Raimi, as of all people. That's crazy. <laughs> like. There's so many, there's so much going on, but um, yeah, I would say watch the the 15 minute video. They also show a trailer for Moon Knight, which is one of my favorite Marvel superheroes ever, mm-hmm. played by Oscar Isaac. Yeah, so I couldn't be more thrilled about. Dude, you and just need to show, get him in there they somewhere. They show a trailer for She Hulk too. Oh, that's right, that's right. Whatever, like, like Tatiana they... Maslany. Oh, oh, it's more from black. You, uh, yeah. I mean, Oscar Isaac, you just need to get in there somewhere. Like some character, just pick one. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, get them yeah. in this thing. Let's they pick the perfect casting for this character. too. Oh, that's amazing. Dude. It's Someone who's too- possessed by an Egyptian God, a human being possessed by an Egyptian God. Who was who- the, um, who played, uh, <laughs> apocalypse? Do you remember who played in the X-Men It was Oscar movie? Isaac. It, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I thought that he was already in here He's somewhere. Also Moon <laughs> oh my gosh. What a terrible movie. What a, it was on like it TV. It was so bad. It was on it was on TV the other day. I think I was yeah. at my parents' house and they flipped it on. It was just like, oh God, it was just it's just awful. They it, ruined a great like the X-Men Origins, the first two films are fantastic. Yeah. And then they had to jump in with Apocalypse, which was a nightmare. <sighs> They had something so, so good. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even see uh, Phoenix because of how bad. uh, Have they done like that Phoenix story like twice? Like they've tried. Uh, They did. Yes, they did it in X-Men Last Stand. And they did it in that movie. These third movies. (laughs) 
And like that was like for me too, like again, not not being huge into comics, but having overpower, so I recognize a lot of the characters from there. And then the TV show, of course. Yes. Um, which is coming back. Yes. It was. Dude, like a night like a, the 90, 97. It's like uh-huh. a se- like it's just a continuation. Like You're just the, gonna pick right up with same animation, same story. It's so, so good. Like this is yeah. man, this is what you need to like tell people. Like if you're ever going <laughs> through a rough time, you know, if you're in a dark place, you just gotta know that in twenty or thirty years, all your favorite stuff is gonna come back. And it's yep. going to be amazing and bigger and better than ever. And it will give you so much joy in life. You know, you got to stay around I literally, for that. before we recorded, watched three hours of G4's launch. Uh, so I oh, understand. did you really? The nostalgia of things from our past. Oh, my God. Coming it's powerful. Because I'm powerful. just watching this going, it's coming back. Three hours special for the launch. How, I can't wait. How do you decide then? Because I'm definitely, you know, as a, as a, as we talk through this, I'm realizing that there's a bit of a theme for me in that I sometimes will see or hear something for the first time and go, I'm not into it. And then later I come back and go, what was I thinking? And one example of that was like, um, like system of a down and a lot of that, like more heavy rock music in like the the early two thousands. I remember hearing it for the first time going like, this is absolute trash. And it ultimately became some of my favorite music, some of my favorite bands ever. And I feel like that's the case a lot with a lot of entertainment where I will see it and go, I'm not into it, and then come back later, and it becomes my favorite thing ever. And the, the recent Spider-Man movies are examples of this. How yeah. do you, like, like especially with so much going on, how do you look at the, the, the onslaught of content coming in from Disney Plus and go, yeah, I've got time for this, and I'm going to get <laughs> into it and just go, I don't know, like it's... I judge yeah. afterwards. I'm like, let's see how this turns out. And then maybe I'll talk to Josh on We The Gamer Cast and he'll convince right. me to catch up on this stuff. <laughs> I'm not saying my way is better, but. No, your way is good. I think I kind of rely on that to a degree. Um, if it's something I'm passionate about, I will just jump in. Yeah. You know, without question. But I I, I mean, a lot of it's still based on word of mouth. And yeah. I've definitely not watched shows because i didn't think i was like so this past week we had a board game designer on our show on the board of video games and he was like at the end of our show we do suggestions for a well-rounded life where we recommend something that isn't video game related Mm -hmm. um and typically kyle and i default to like movies or sometimes we'll go like take a walk with your kid or something yeah uh but he had recommended Arcane on Netflix. And I was like, okay, I know what it is. Uh, it's a League of Legends anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in my interest level, but it's like at the F level. Sure. Like if we're, you know, starting <laughs> from A at the top. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, maybe I'll get around to it. And he was like, not only did I watch this show, I watched the first episode four times. I watched the second episode three times. And I plan on watching the third episode again after we record tonight. Wow. He's like, I suggest you stop recording now and go watch the show. <laughs> and I was like, well, we're not going to do that. But uh, as soon as the show ended, I, I popped it on. Uh, it was past my bedtime. Yeah. My self-described bedtime. And I watched the first episode. It was fantastic. It was a technical achievement in animation that like, like I've never seen before. Yeah. And the story was interesting. So like in those in that oh situation, God. I'm you know, I'm glad I jumped into that, but it doesn't always 
work out that way. Yeah, but there is you something know? special about a recommendation, especially from somebody who you come to learn to trust. And I, I think it's, I don't know, I feel like sometimes video games can be harder, maybe. But when yes. sometimes some of us will find that person, like, they recommend something you're like, you never miss. And I feel like yeah. there's there's something really awesome about that, you know? Uh, I feel like pretty much everything you're laying down here, I'm like, I got to go check all this stuff out. And yeah. when I went to the comic store a couple <laughs> of months ago, there was a guy there who told me all the things that he was reading. And I'm like, and I bought all of them. And I'm like, this is all awesome. Like, I'm going to, I want to talk to that dude again. That's amazing. Like, he just, he just crushed it. I, I think there's something very special about a, I don't know where to do. I don't know what's next. And for somebody else to go, you need to go, you seriously you need to go do that without over, over celebrating it. Because that yeah, can be hard there's also to do a as well. terrifying feeling to it too, because you're also putting yourself out there and right, and telling people what you're either passionate about or what you really enjoy. And then, uh, I mean, it happens all the time. Uh, like, thank God we had three people in Decade of Horror because we all three of us had different tastes in horror yeah. movies. Yeah, um, and sometimes to a crazy varying degree, and sometimes just very close. Mm-hmm. But you know when you do stuff like that too, you put yourself out there for people to disagree with you. Yeah. You're also like, did I waste someone's 10 minutes or two hours or 20 hours in a video game? Like, did I (laughs) waste their time? Yeah. Um, Or money too. Very expensive. Yeah. Money too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's tough. Um, uh, when you're passionate about something, like, right? It, I think it's scary if you're passionate, and if you're not passionate, these recommendations might come easier to people. Yeah, but if you're not really all that passionate, then like you're probably not behind the mic. You yeah, know, you're not even recommend. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not <laughs> telling people about what to watch and yeah. what to listen to. But um, it was it was something so yeah, like I mean, Midsummer. My watching Midsummer yeah. came from you guys talking about it. You know, I'm glad you watched it. <laughs> just again, it was sort of like the the tweet that like was embedded in my brain, and I could like experience the memory being like just soaked into my my brain tissue. That uh, the scene with the old couple that yeah. will never leave ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. That's gonna be yeah. in there forever, dude. It's um that was something we else. Have a shared trauma. <laughs> I guess so. Oh my! And then gosh. we can all make that noise together. <laughs> <laughs> And just like that. The uh, whole premise of that. <laughs> it, but it, just different. And that's the thing I yeah. think that I think that's something that's special about even like your podcast or really anything. Anytime that you come across something that, you know, just steps a little outside the norm. I think Midsummer is a good example of that. I think there's a lot of, of that in things that we just take notice of where you're like, yeah. I see what everybody else is doing, but I'm going to do something just a little different. And then it becomes special just because of that. It's so easy to kind of do just another story, just another, or even just another video game podcast. Like I don't, maybe I'm just outside of the the sphere, but I don't know that there's too many shows like what you guys have with board with video games. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting. There are a lot of board game podcasts and there are a lot of video game podcasts. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that was important to us was to not, separate the two because yeah really what it came down to was kyle and i found each other through uh play some video games and um i think just accidentally we both started talking about board games yeah we're just both you know um but when people think about when they're making decisions about what games they want to play or Mm. 
uh, movies they want to watch. Like that's always still a constant, but we try to marry the board game and video game thing together because, uh, and we're seeing a lot more now. There's so many board games based on video games. And right. now there's so many video games incorporating board game design into them. And yeah. uh, this year is no exception. Like we have Lost in Random and Inscription and we had Slay the Spire last year and Monster yeah, Train and, mm. and Darkest Dungeon. Like it's really bleeding into the point where people in video games are sick of card uh, yeah. driven content, which I, I understand. But also now for me, the best of all three worlds is we're getting marvel's midnight suns next year which is going to have everything i ever wanted in content <laughs> i don't think anybody comics. i haven't talked to anybody who's excited game. about this one yeah <laughs> just me yeah and yeah. kyle makes fun of me he's like what's your most anticipated game of next year it has to be horizon zero dawn sure uh too because that's your favorite game of all time and i'm like yeah it kind of is but loki it's it's midnight suns amazing <laughs> like I can't wait because I watch a lot of the development diaries and it looks so much more than what people are giving it credit for. Yeah. Um, but anyways, to get back to the the podcast and yeah, uh, we really reached out to get involved with the biggest board game um, um, content producers in the world. And they, they were happy to accept us on the condition that we stayed with PSVG. So we are very fortunate to be part of two podcast networks. So the Dice Tower is the, I would argue, the biggest board game content creator in the world mm-hmm. on YouTube. And we're part of their podcast network, which is basically just a list of uh, 20 podcasts that they recommend. Yeah. Um, and it gave us, you know, it gives us a lot more access to um, the biggest board game designers in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had on... Uh, a man named Emerson Matsuchi who designed the Metal Gear Solid board game before it got killed by IDW. Oh wow! A game, a game I we knew about months before I got to meet him at a local convention a couple times. Yeah, and um, to know that he's been on our podcast and told us that the Metal Gear Solid game was going to have a 200-page rulebook because he included <laughs> all of the dialogue he wanted that Snake oh, and Otacon and all yeah. those people would have. Um, to the to Jerry Hawthorne, who we just had on last week or today, if you're uh, Tuesday dropped, who designed some of the most successful board games, um, to come out uh, to to people who just have Kickstarters coming out. It's just sure. it's such and to ask them what video games they're playing. Oh, like, that is so cool! Yeah, you know, like what video games do you play, and would you ever want to make a video game board game? And we had a guy, uh, Jamie Stegmeyer, who was on, who run Stonemeyer games yeah. who was also extremely successful and he was like i want your opinion because i'm designing an open world board game and yeah. i know that you guys are the people to ask about how to do that and how to even do inform... you do that <laughs> right exactly and that was like we had to like work that out but to like even have someone that far out of my class to even ask us that question yeah is like f- far supersedes my goals that I ever had for oh, podcasting. The best. That's the. It best. was like this, like this conversation. What we're having is mm-hmm. like when I found out about podcasting, I was like, "This is what I want. I want to talk to people about what I'm interested in and learn from other people what they're interested in." Yeah, and, and that's really what it's all about. 
and board games just happens to be a nice entry point for me. That well, and you guys are the great, you're the perfect ones to do it. And there is definitely, I'm in this reflective mode right now, just thinking back on like, how did we get here? Look at all the things that we've done, you know, and all the experiences we've had just because we decided to sit in front of or behind a microphone and, you know, yeah. find people on the internet to talk to. I think it's really, I think it's really special. I, one thing that always kind of runs through my mind whenever I think about you guys and, and, and board games is, you know, I, I understand, I'm going to do like the rundown here. Like every week, <laughs> I'm sold. There, there used to be like you know every I'd go to the to the music store or to Best Buy or whatever and go like these are the new releases for for CDs. Yeah. These the music, the albums that would come out. These are the new releases for DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever. Uh, so, uh, and then with games, you know, we're we're following you know games that are coming out every single week or at this point every single day. Comics, obviously, you can have a subscription box and all these things. What is it in board games? What is the cadence? Is there like that that you have to keep up with? Because with games, it's like there's always something new for us to buy and then to review and to play. But yeah. what is it in, like? Is there an equivalent with board games? Are you always looking for like Wednesdays for some reason? It's like, well, here's six new board games I won't uh, pile into my backlog. Or like, yeah, what's just that put them on like? the shelf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they 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 actually don't. They don't follow a release schedule. That's probably um, better. Which is probably good for them. Yeah. They just kind of plop them out. Yeah. When they're ready. Um, uh, oof. I would say maybe about 10 years ago, it was pretty much impossible to find a board game that wasn't Monopoly, Scrabble, the right. game of life mm-hmm. in a store. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like slowly trickled into comic book stores. Yeah. And then to like Barnes and Nobles or bookstores. Yeah. Um, and then Targets now and Walmarts. And, mm-hmm. and now we're actually seeing like Targets and Walmarts really getting big releases and now they kind of do have like a Sunday release day for some yeah. games, but they're never on the shelf and the store associates can never find them on those days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it seems like perhaps if I had to like narrow down a release day, it seems like Sunday, at least for the big retailers sure, is days, but uh, I, they pretty much rely on pre-orders through um like small comic shops. Yeah. I'm lucky to have like a big one near me so I can go in and they have, you know, a couple hundred games to look at while yeah. you're there. And are you um, like, is that sort of like what in the same way that I'll go, what games are coming out in December and I'll kind of like look forward to some of my more anticipated yeah. <laughs> games. Like, is that the same with, with board games? I just said, cause I don't play enough of them to really to like, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with, you know, ticket to ride and Catan and, yeah. you know, a couple pretty standard stuff that's just outside of the monopoly and those types of things. But like, is there, I almost don't even want to ask the question because as soon as I start to tap into like, there's another pillar of entertainment out there that I'm missing <laughs> out on. It will drive yeah. me crazy. But yeah, like, do you have like anticipated games based on like, who made them or maybe their spinoffs of something else? Or I don't know, like, how do you become, how does a board game become one of your anticipated games and how do you follow its release? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not too dissimilar to video games where you can follow a designer. Yeah. Um, and yeah. like, like a Hideo Kojima. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can find like Ticket Rides, Alan Moore, like you can find games that he has done or Emerson has done a, a whole bunch of games I enjoy. So you can follow the designer and you'll know they typically don't steer too far out of their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Mostly the looks of the games change. Yeah. The mechanics stay similar. Uh, Kickstarter has been like the the big thing, right? Yeah. So like, 
Um, Kyle and I just backed Marvel Dice Throne, which is a uh, Marvel-themed version of a battle Yahtzee-style role-playing game. I need game. this. <laughs> Damn so, it. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't there, have asked the There's just there's so much to it. Um, so I think Kickstarter is a good foundation for people looking into board games. Yeah. They're, it's really tough, though. I, they really... They really um, rely on the convention circuit, right? Because this is where people go to play the new board games, and it's a little different from like a PAX East, where that's mostly video game focused, right? Because when you go to like a video game convention, you're not typically seeing games in their uh, release form, right? You're yeah, otherwise you'd like be playing them at home or trailers. You would, yeah, you'd, otherwise you do a demo or something at home. Yeah, but when you go to a board game convention, not only can you play a game that isn't going to come out for a year, you can yeah. probably play the full version of that game that isn't coming out for a year. Or sometimes you can buy a game while you're there that won't be out for six months in stores. Just manufacturing, like the scaling it's up. The all over the place. Yeah, manufacturing, pre-sales, yeah. shipping from China. Like sure. there's so many mm. different things and you're paying from anywhere from five to 20 pounds per board game box. So that's a lot different than shipping one game. Right. Like, like a, like a, like half a pound video game. Yeah. So it's kind of all over the place. It's really hard to, to put your finger on the pulse of video game of, of board games because they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked the question. Cause I didn't know if there was like a lane that there's that people are kind of following or if it's just you re- it seems like a lot of work really just to keep track yeah. of it all. I could give you four websites or I could give you uh, a 15 podcast. designers. You could always find them or a podcast. Or just listen yeah. to a podcast. Which is where that's, we always talk about them. That's that's pretty um, much it. Oh, and I, so and that's where like everybody else, yeah. not everybody's going to start the podcast to uh, to to track this stuff down. So for everybody else who's wondering, it's like, well, there it is. That's what that's the service you yeah, guys provide. Yeah, check out Board with Video Games. We talk at the top of the show for 20 minutes about things that aren't related to uh, video games it. or board games. And then... Yeah, and Kyle, I want to have on this as well. I need to put it on on the. I need to put it into the universe. I think Kyle has yeah. just an awesome voice. I think he's such a sweetheart. I'd love to have him on. He's incredible. And I, I was alluding to it maybe like I was. Uh, I think I got lost in just sharing gratitude for the overpower cards. But I've wanted to have you on the show for so long. If if not like maybe one of the earlier memories of like me going like I gotta have Josh on the show and we got a podcast together it was like in 2019 when you were at Extra Life. Like how did we? Yeah. Two years. <laughs> just like. Dude is awesome, man. I just wanted to have you on. And then I just keep listening and enjoying all the stuff that you do. And I just, I don't know. I, th- that's where like, that's where the sickness really comes in, Josh, where I'm like, I could do this like three times a week. I could, there's so right. many people to talk to. There's so many awesome, <laughs> like I, this is, you know, if I won the lottery, the show would be much more prolific. I'd, I'd love to do more, something more. Oh, like, don't like, sell yourself short. Well, just once a week is just, it's not like there's too many people. There's too many awesome stories to learn about, but um, not, I didn't want to make this about me. I want to ask one final thing before I let you go in terms of like working board games into your life with games, um, with video games, like, you know, there's a single player experience. I can just throw on a a pair of headphones. I can be down in my basement play, or I can jump online and play with people, you know, uh, on the internet. How are you working like board games, which are, it's essentially like a couch co-op or a tabletop experience. Yeah. How are you working that into your life? How are, who are you playing with? You can't, I, I imagine you can't be playing many of the board games behind you with your, with your kid. 
No, I do have some, but they're they're way down in the back. Um, they're mostly like frozen board games and of stuff course. like that. So yeah. <laughs> um, it's tough. The pandemic really put a huge giant wall in front yeah. of that aspect. Um, uh, we were, I mean, uh, we were able to figure out a way to board game over Skype, which was actually really nice during oh, the cool. pandemic and actually not hard at all. You just need to have a copy of the game. Yeah. Um, one of the games we love, uh, Marvel Villainous or Disney's Villainous, where you play the bad guys in either the Disney universe or the Marvel universe. Yeah. You can play over Skype. You just point at the camera at your board or your face. And as long as the other people have that game, you can play it. And you need to stream that, man. That is, if you can do yeah, Skype calls, stream it. you need to stream yeah. that. That would be awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we could. I could. I mean, I could totally do that for sure. A lot of people I play with play with like their iPads, though, because they don't have like a mm-hmm. podcast setup. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a game. There's a game called Gloomhaven. It's a huge game that I bought on Kickstarter three years ago. Uh, I have a kid. My friend has two kids. My other friend doesn't have any kids, yeah. so it's a little easier for him. But we try to always find time to get together. It turned into being like a once a month thing. And that yeah. doesn't even always happen yeah. because sometimes you pick a day and then something happens. Yeah. So, you know, we're set to play again this Saturday who knows what will happen between now and then. Um, that's but those a, are times well, like Josh's we, Halo Saturday. That's uh, I, I think, know, I right? Think you have <laughs> well, sorry to break it to you. <laughs> something has happened. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make some sacrifices. Ah. Uh, so those games will end up being, you know, four to 10 hours, depending on what time we start, wow. knowing we only have that one day for the month. No doubt. But it's also having great partners in life that help you, su- like, support you to do that. That's so, it, man. Uh, you can't it's a lot not harder than video game. You can't not go through life and... I don't know what, how many negatives I need to throw in there. You need that in your life. You you can't avoid like, you know, just because it seems like kind of a frivolous use of time. You can't not be hanging out with friends and whatever it is. If it's something that seems silly, maybe yeah. to other people that it's board games or games just in general. It's like, that's so, it's so essential, man. Like we absolutely, if not that, then like, what are we doing all this for? You know, <laughs> right, like, right. <laughs> the rest of life is hard enough than be, to be denied those sweet hangs with friends or whatever it is. It's, I think it's just so important, man. I'm glad that you guys have found a way to make that work. That's good. Thanks. Are you yeah. sort of like the household that like people come to like, okay, yeah, we're going over yeah. to Josh's house to, to play board games. Like you host a lot. It used to be that way. Yeah. Um, In my times, my house was the house, right? We yeah, would be I'll the bet. ones who would host parties and have people over. And, and you know, as time goes by, People go their separate ways. You have yeah. kids. People don't want to come over because you have kids. And I yeah. respect that. That's fine. Uh, but now my group is a group of people who all play board games. So now yeah. I don't have to always host. Like people are like, oh, that's good. Come to, come to our house. Yeah. Um, but like you see a lot of games behind me. I try to. Um, when I start, when I met my wife, she didn't play board games. Yeah. You know, and it was something she met me and she knew and at that point it was like party games so like mm-hmm. cards against humanity or apples to apples sure yeah and she would come over and now we're to the point where like she's excited she wants to go to conventions she wants to spend a hundred dollars on a board game yeah she yeah, wants to we learn need to talk about that mm-hmm. yeah. and now she's like if i if she tells me she saw something on kickstarter that is interesting to her i don't even look at it yeah i'm like backed 
Yeah. Let's we're gonna play it as soon as like oh, it's so kinda cool. like it's kinda like with kids, right? You're like they yeah. show an interest in something and you wanna foster that. So like I'm like, great. You like something I like. Now I hope you do the same thing in return because yeah. I can't rely on that. But like um I think that kind of goes back to the the part where um my partner is willing to make sacrifices for me mm-hmm. to do these things where it has to be reciprocated in that where if it's me like encouraging her to go out and have a girl's night or do something, or if she's like hesitant to say like, I want to go out for the night with my mom or my sister, I'd be like, just go. Why are you asking? Yeah, just go. No just go. Like it's, you know, it's, it's the give and take. And, and as much as I love that ability to play board games and talk about board games, like, I can't imagine that ever like becoming the primary focus of my life. Right. Yeah, of course. So I also am very like appreciative of the time I have with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I don't play 80% of the games. <laughs> I know. That's kind of where I'm headed with the comics. I think I'm sure, but um, yeah, you know, time will tell. And I, I just, I'm not doing myself any more favors just by, piling up you have i think added mm, this is like i feel like i just i'm leaving like a meeting at work where i just like i just somehow adopted like 17 new action items i've got so much shit to do after talking to you know josh i've got so much stuff i gotta get to man i think i think disney plus might be my first stop actually start with loki yeah 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 and you know what give it two episodes and if you don't like it I can't yeah, that's just skip to the end. Just skip to the last episode. Yeah. You know what? If you don't like it, skip to the last episode. Yeah. Okay. Or just, or just discord me and I'll tell you what you need okay. to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Um, do you want to tell everybody on the internet where they can, where they can find all your stuff? We talked about your, your podcast where they can find all your things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm at why so serious S it's S I R R I U S. So why so serious black? If you need to remember that. Uh, uh, I probably even spelled that wrong, but I couldn't get why so serious. <laughs> um, uh, so you can find me there on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, Steam. Um, I am on a podcast with my, uh, I'm gonna, just going to say it, my best buddy, Kyle, yeah. who I've never met in real life. Um, we do board with video games. It drops every Tuesday. Uh, we're on the Dice Tower Network feed or our own feed, board, board with video games. That's B-O-A-R-D which was yeah. a running joke for a while. Um, and we do um, Dollar Cinema, uh, which is on PSVG's Patreon. We drop that once a month. That show I spearhead because I'm so passionate about films. This month we're doing Promising Young Woman, which is a film I've never seen. So I'm excited to cover that. Last month we did Chaos Walking, which is a Tom Holland and Daisy mm. Ridley movie based on my favorite book trilogy of all time. See, this, uh, spoilers, I need like a, the movie does not hold up to the books. Okay, well then never there it is. <laughs> I was gonna say, because like there's something to be said about um when you just hear a title of something, I'm like, I don't know yeah. anything about that. Next, skip along. I've got to skim through yes. a lot of stuff. I need like a Josh's take on on everything that there is, just like a little sentence after. I'm always like, available. <laughs> yeah, like either it's a you know, this is who's in it, which is always a nice thing to hear. Like I understand who this is, or it's directed by this person who did this movie, or um yeah. I was talking to Ryan Turford did a really good job of this recently with um, Riders Republic, where he, he just said it was it was basically like Forza and and Steep. He actually That's did what a I said on my podcast. You Forza know, it, ripoff. Totally, and I'm <laughs> like, like I wasn't I wasn't 
you know, I was interested in it because I actually like the Ubisoft model still. I know a lot of people are kind of fed up with it, but I like it. And then he said that I'm like, that's what I need. Like, it's just I need that extra little descriptor to elevate this thing that is, you know, just on the edge of obscurity to me to maybe bring it to the forefront. But yeah, in any case. Uh, I hope you and Kyle meet very, very soon at some point. We've got to get him up we'll to figure it out. extra life. Uh, <laughs> man, we almost need like a second extra life day because I, I'd love to do like somebody was talking about like, let's do a, a marathon session of risk and just play that for, oh, for a day. That'd be super fun. Uh, yeah. I don't know if fun is really the word, but it's. Have you it's heard something. of Risk Legacy? No. It's a risk game where you permanently mark the board and rip up cards while you play. Stop. And it's. And it's one of my favorite games of all time. Why? You, what? <laughs> Why? It's so good. You Why? Because per- everything you do has a permanent effect on the game. Oh, my god! And it, you can name your own countries and um, some surprising things happen. And you can get atomic bombs. And, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that is the it's coolest insane. thing. <laughs> oh i love it oh man okay so we're gonna we're gonna yeah, end it here I'm, because I'm otherwise i'm <laughs> working on um I, I i did this in our discord um i i am working on getting a bunch of psvg people to phoenix overdrive next year oh man let me know if there's anything that's you need my on goal that front yeah i will i'll, I'll put together yeah. pamphlets i don't care what we have to do <laughs> i'll send out like postcards yeah. i don't know i had such a good baskets. time this year i really Same just here, was man. like why aren't we doing this? There's so many people within driving distance. Yeah. I'll get a I'll get, I'll get a, get a bus. extended stay if I have to. Like you can, well, I'll stay at the same place. Yeah. We're going to, I'm going to get at least three or four more people to join us next year. So uh, I'm picturing I'm like the Muppets, like at Thanksgiving, everybody coming on over, yes. like <laughs> get them all in the van or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We'll have uh, we'll have the Swedish chef and the, and the Turkey and the gobbly gobbly. Oh man. Good times. Yes. Okay. Well, let me know. Yeah. We got to plant the seeds now. We're a year. We'll figure it out. We yeah. got 350 <laughs> days or whatever until extra life next year. Um, Josh, thank you so much, man. Thank you for the overpower cards. Thanks for the chat. Thanks for, Thanks for creating content that's not the same as everybody else, dude. It's really, really good. I really appreciate that. That's really nice to hear. And thanks for having me. I'm, I'm honored and thrilled to be on. Slowly but surely, this uh, this podcast will turn into a comic book podcast. <laughs> I think you guys. Well, you know what it is. It, it kind of just depends on like whatever I'm into. I think uh, obviously when guests come on, and especially somebody like Josh. Shout out to freaking Josh, man. He could talk about anything. I think. And where I basically where I'm at right now is like kind of just exploring a bunch of stuff. It's super fun. I've got. A, I'm a, I'm almost done Infinity Gauntlet. I can't remember if we talked about that on the show or afterwards, but at some point. You know, I think I'm in the last, I'm in the, I'm just, I rented the, uh, the trade paperback from the library. So now I'm in real trouble. Like I got all, I'm, I'm collecting all the stuff. I've got the library here with like seemingly whatever I could possibly want. I've got my Christmas list coming. So Patreon, patreon.com slash, oh damn. Oh no. Oh, I did a bad thing. Okay, guys. Oops. <laughs> patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Thank you to all the 70 patrons over there. And I would appreciate if you, yes, you, if you became one, that would be amazing. I'm going to quickly thank our amazing producers like our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, 
Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the extra, wait, the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can support Jonathan Brown at youtube.com slash P-M-E-N-T. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth, the proud new owner of a new Xbox Series S. I see you, Trucker Sloth. And our gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. You guys are the real heroes. You guys are amazing, especially still contributing after all these months, after all, some of you for all these years, after like make us better. And man, some of you guys have been with us for a long time. So if you are listening, and if you want to be one of these cool people, go to patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Tons of early content. Tons of content, period. More and more and mounting exclusive content. And where I got on this train was uh, comics. Comics are coming, you guys. I'm telling you. We're just getting through Christmas right now. I got birthdays. I got got all this stuff. But life is good. Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and... Um, Wait a couple hours for the sun to be shining. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll wake up in the sun and shine. This Man, we got like four hours of sun here at this point in time in the year, but it's all good. I hope you guys are good. Turn that frown upside down. It's going to be great. You're going to be great. You're awesome. This is awesome. And click all the links in the show notes to support Josh. We end the show with this weird thing from Heavy Rain. So goodbye. I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Stop! Jason! 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 Jason!